Good morning, everyone. Today, Bezos Hashem, we're learning Deir Shemeshmur, that is Zayim Menachem Alv, Toshim Pei Aleph, July 16th, 2021. And today's learning has been dedicated in memory of Erez Gozmin by his children. His, uh, this is Erez Zalman ben Chanoich Henich by his children, Carl and Gila Gozmin. And the Shaman should have an Aliyah. We are in Simen Tafresh Chavav in the Ramah, then the Sif Gimel, Shem the 157, and we are discussing a a sukkah that the roof comes up and down. And the question is, by learning now Hilchos Sukkah, there are a lot of other halachas that come up from Hilchos Shabbos as well. And that is of making a tent. Oh hell. You cannot make a tent on Shabbos. That's called binyan, building. So the question comes up, is this a problem of building when you pick up and you lower that cover of the roof from the sukkah? Now why would you close it? If you close it, you're not sitting in the sukkah. Well, the reason why you close it is because it starts to rain, you don't want to get wet. So you close the you close this uh, roof, and then when it stops raining, you lift it up, just like we have here in this picture on the top over here. Okay, you see that? Says the Ramah, on the top of the page, even on Yantif, you are permitted to close the roof and to open it. Of course, this is not done electronically. This is only done manually because on Yantif, just like in Shabbos we cannot use uh, we cannot push the buttons with, the, with electric that's as long as they have tzirim, they have hinges that they close and they open them and there's no concern of demolishing stira to me means to demolish there's no concern of stira Ubinin and or building oil beyamtiv v'loy mishum tase v'loy naaser. There's no concern of tase v'loy min haaser. No concern of tase v'loy naaser. We're going to repeat what that means. We said yesterday, tase v'loy min haaser means you cannot go into a haystack and say, "Hey, look at that! The farmer chiseled out an entrance, and I'm going to put a little table here, and I have now my sukkah." Because my, the haystack, I got the, we're not concerned about the sides, but I have my schach on top. That was made already beforehand, and you didn't make it for the purpose of the schach. So you have to make it, you have to pass it, volume in the osse, it cannot have been made. So we're saying here, when you pick up the rooftop, it is not a concern of this halachic principle of tasa volume in the osse. What you have to be careful, though, is not to sit in the sukkah when it's closed. And, you know, you're always allowed to stay there. There's no, it's not forbidden to stay there. But you cannot make a bracha of a sukkah. In other words, the same way you leave your sukkah, if it's raining, and go into your house, if you have a shlak or you have a roof that you could lower down, you can just lower it or put down your shlak and stay in the sukkah. Sometimes people don't want to bring all the dishes back, and they know, and a few minutes later you think it's going to stop raining. 
So you bring everything aside. Before you know it, you put it inside, and it stops raining. So now what? You have to bring it back out again. So people just stay inside the sukkah. And you're allowed to eat in the sukkah when it's raining. But you cannot make a bracha, leisheh basukkah, when it's raining. So that's really the halachic purpose of what the Ramah is saying over here. Shalom, yeshiv, tachteyen, kishen, segurim. That's because of the cover? That's because the cover, when the cover is down, or the roof is down, so you're not in the sukkah anymore. You're in you're in the house. So you can't make the bracha leishi basukkah in that case. So let's just talk uh, another um, halacha. You come home from a shul, and you want to go make kiddush on sukkahs. Sukkahs day. Put down the lula, put down the esuk, and you go into the sukkah, and you're about to make the bracha, and you see you have the cover, the shlak on. You have to take it off first. If it's raining, the shlak could be down. You can, you should still make the bracha of kiddush in the sukkah, if you, if you, if you can. Why not? But don't make leishi basukah. Don't make the leish leishi basukah. You cannot make because you're not halakhly sitting in the sukkah. Right, now you can you still. I mean, you can make the sukkah the kiddush in your house or in the sukkah, but. But the purpose is that um, you cannot make the leishi basukah when the shlak or the roof is down. Says the Mishra Sifkat and Chaf. Now, what the Mishra is going to be discussing from here until the end of these halachas is based on back to Hilchus Shabbos, whether or not the schach has a status of an oil keva or oil arai. What is an oil keva? What is an oil arai? Oil keva means a permanent tent or a oil arai is a temporary tent. What are the halachic ramifications for these two? Is that an oil arai, a temporary tent, is dirabanan, is rabbinic, and therefore it carries with it the ability to be lenient, especially. When I say lenient, we, we have to keep the Durabans, of course, as well. And when I say lenient, meaning in, in the face of a, doing a mitzvah with a temporary tent, we have this opportunity to be lenient. That's what he's discussing over here. When it comes to an oil keva, that's a deraisa. When it comes to a deraisa, that we cannot, that we cannot uh, be lenient with. So the questions that are going to come up is what happens if your schach, got pushed to the side, or what happens if your schach got blown off? Can you have a non-Jew put it back on? Let me ask you a question by a show of hands. Has this ever happened to anybody? <laughs> happens to everybody, right? On Yontif. On Yontif. Yontif or Shabbos. Well, well uh, let's, just, let's just, for practical purposes, let's just call Yontif now. Let's not discuss Shabbos. Okay, for... He can't, you want to say, survey says, he cannot do anything. He cannot do malachi you can't do. Okay, well, that's not so true. That's not so true. Well, not all the time, but that's the, that's the starting place, right? The starting place, well, no. the starting place is a non-Jew cannot do what you can't do. That's true, but but no. but no. the no. difference between a Durabanan or Duraisa, we just said it, we just said that the oil Arai, a temporary tent, has a status of a Durabanan. So if it's Durabanan, so if, if we view it as Dirabanan, so then if it blows aside and he's doing it for the purpose of a mitzvah, so perhaps we're gonna see it inside. But I just want to give you a background. 
So perhaps he will be permitted to, to fix it, put it back on, or who knows what it might be. Let's take a look at the words now inside. Says the Mishra Sifkotin Chav, Tzirim, you have to have hinges, the Havi Kepesach, because once you have hinges, it's now like a, a, um, a door. The same way you look at any, any modern door, any door, has hinges on the side. So you have to ask yourself a question. Why is that not a problem of binyan, of building, every time I open and close it? I open and close it. Why is that not a problem of building? I, clo- I close the door, I just built, I built the room. I finished the room. Should be an it's a deraisa. And the answer is, because you have the tzirim there. You have the hinges. So you didn't open it, you didn't finish, you didn't destroy, and you didn't build. That's understanding. Same thing over here as well. When you close that rooftop, it's just like closing a door. He says further, now, now the whole ball game changes. If you don't have hinges to this rooftop over your sukkah, it's permissible by who? By the guy. I right, wait a second. Didn't you just say if I can't do it, he can't do it? Yeah, why? Because it's for Dvar Mitzvah now. And it's the Durabanan we're saying here. Okay. Well, what's we'll, the whole off in the Durabanan? But, but, uh, but it's it definitely lower. Now, what happens this scenario is it's nailed down, and you're so busy, and of course, your wife reminded you 37 times to take off the nails from the roof so then you can remove it on Sukkis. Come, Sukkis, and you didn't remember. Sounds familiar? <laughs> okay? So, what are you going to do now? So now he's saying it's it's attached, and now it's an Isidaraisa. And you forgot to remove it, and it's already Yomtev. Is it permissible to have a Nanju move it for you? Because we say it's a Shvus, meaning a Durabanan for the Nanju to remove this sukkah board in the place of doing the mitzvah of eating in the sukkah. Listen to the key words now. And so too, is it permissible to ask the nanju to put the schach on top of your sukkah? These are the key words now. When you don't have another sukkah to go to. Because if you have another sukkah to go to, then go to that other sukkah. Now, who has another sukkah to go to? Most people don't have a second sukkah. So it could be a scenario where you could go to your neighbor right next door. You go to your neighbor right next door, and you're not uncomfortable to be there, and it's totally fine. But let's say you go to your neighbor next door, and it's just it's, it's not going to be a, it's not going to work out. You're not comfortable to be there. You bring the food or it's There's not going to work out. There. What? There's a lot of people. There. A lot of people, whatever the reasons. A lot of people, who knows what. So, then we're going to say, it's a view like, you don't have another sukkah. So, in this case, we're going to say that you have the, the leniency of the non-Jew to assist you. We're going to see later on, but I, I personally had a situation where I was sitting in the sukkah, it was like a flying car, but the schach went up when it came back down, I'm like, wow, Baruch Hashem. And a minute later, went back up again, went straight to the side. 
totally off. So we're going to see, are you allowed to go to a non-Jew? This, this uh, was Yantif, of course, so you fixed it yourself. So now he says like this, Mistapek ha The Primagodim is not so, so sure. Are you allowed to ask the non-Jew? You're not allowed to ask the non-Jew. And he concludes, Lahoyer's heter chalila li. He says, no way, nothing doing. Chalila li. The Primagodim says, after going through this topic tremendously, extensively, I cannot permit the non-Jew to put this back on. And he says you have to look into this matter much more. Now, what is the, the, the shaila over here? The shaila is whether or not you're going to view, like we said in the introduction, view this sukkah as a deraisa oil arai or oil keva. Is it temporary tent or not temporary tent? Right? We say, we say in other words, the schach. Now, the Bikuri Yaakov, who we said was the, the Rebbe of Rav Shamsul Fal Hirsch of Yaakov Edlinger, also wrote the Savior called Aruch Lener. The Bikur Yaakov on Sukkah, he says, He says that Sukkah is viewed as an oil arai, as a temporary tent. If it's a temporary tent, what, what, what follows from there? It. Because it's why? Because it is Dirabanan. It's Dirabanan. So he should be permitted to have the non Jew ask him to put it back on. Let's see a little further in the Mishnah. I am Yukur Yaakov, Mashakosa Bazefai. Bimhu Adayin Benishmashus, near the Bavada Yishlohaka Bazef Ali Akum. Now, if it is Benishmashus, which means it's twilight, it's not Seis yet. Okay, it, then, then if you come out, truth is, you're usually not going to be home if it's twilight. Okay, but like, whatever it is, you know, your wife noticed it. She can knock on the door of the, of the neighbor, ask Jim to assist. Jim is there, the Shabbos guy. In this case, say, Jim, you can't be the Shabbos guy today. You can be the Yontif guy. The Yontif guy. Okay, so he says, no problem. He puts on his different hat, he puts his schach back on. Now, the Ramah said, careful not to sit underneath the plank of wood of the roof when it's sealed. Says the Mishnah because then it's like you're sitting in a sukkah that was built in a house. It's like you're sitting in a sukkah that was built in a house. Okay. Why would it be permanent? Well, if you have a roof down, and you are, yeah, and the sukkah is underneath it, so it's like you're sitting in a house. So here's a story. You see my hands, they're, they're, on the, they're slanted. You have to be careful. If you're sitting underneath over here, you're not sitting underneath the schach anymore. He, what he's telling us is, if let's say they pull on each side, right? Which is what I think the way to make them, I mean, different ways, but one of the ways to make them today, you have two two boards on each side, and the roof comes up, or or actually it's skylights, right? If you're if you're standing underneath or sitting underneath, and you pick up your head, 
and and directly above you is the schach, and then above that is the roof, you're not sitting under the sukkah. So that's why it has to be opened up all the way to avoid that problem. Okay. Now we go to another conversation and discussion of halacha based on, it's like a segue to the next discussion. And what is that? That is as follows. Does a sukkah need a mezuzah? That's the question. So you say, of course not. When was the last time you saw a sukkah that required a mezuzah? Nobody has a mezuzah on the sukkah. And even the, the, the most famous person is not going to put a mezuzah on the sukkah. So before we leave here today, we're going to discuss a scenario. We're going to have a, masukah, a mezuzah on your sukkah. You will have a mezuzah on your sukkah. Ah, so there's there's an idea that says as follows. Ready for this? I didn't say the name of the person who suggested it. You'll see why in a second. Sure. Now you have a house, and you have the removable rooftop, and then you so it's your house. So of course you have mezuzah on your sukkah. We're going to actually see, in that case, your house that has the removable roof. Now it's your sukkah. Does not require a mezuzah. Does not why? Because right now during this week of sukkahs, it's not it's not your house. It's not your den. Even though the ignition comes through or the heat comes through and and it's a walls attached to your, it's not considered to be halachically a room of your house. It's now considered to be a sukkah. Let's see inside. Well, the the house is the house. The the room that's a sukkah is the sukkah. Let's take a look at all the words inside. Right. You are exempt from a mezuzah in your sukkah. However, a room that you live there a whole year round, and on the yontif of sukkah you remove the rooftop, comes along Sukkot, you're exempt from a, from a mezuzah for the week of Sukkot. So if you had a mezuzah on the whole year, you could take it off. You could technically take it off. Or, or let's say, let's say uh, it fell off. You know, you don't, you, not only would you not have to, you should not put it back on. You should not put it back on until after Sukkot. I mean, sometimes, you know, people put, um, which I, I did for a Kufa, the double-sided tape, uh, you know, for, for, for fasting the mezuzah. Unfortunately, I've noticed, I mean, this was years ago, that sometimes people rub by and they knock with the shoulder and they knock with the mezuzah. So I said, enough of this. I, I, I put nails into it. But let's say a person's mezuzah falls off and it's, they can use that rule as we just explained for the sukkah. Do not put it back on, says the Mishnura from the Prima Gautam now, the week that you're using as a sukkah. Because it's exempt from a sukkah. It could be even a brachal of a tala. So on Sukkot it's exempt because lav keva mikri. It's not called a keva. It's not called to be there on a regular basis. Person has two rooms now. I'm going to show you a picture on this. Show you a picture of this. Okay. There are two pictures, and 
you'll, you'll notice the difference between the two, and I'll even tell you. Okay? The first picture on top is where it's your house going into, you see the top of the roof there, that's a schach, that's their sukkah. So you're going from your house directly into the sukkah. That's how you get into the sukkah, from the house to the sukkah. The second picture is you're going from your sukkah into the house. Going from the sukkah into the house. Okay, now let's keep that in mind and let's read the words. First, person has two rooms. One inside the next, like we just saw. If you go from your room to the sukkah, which was the first picture, you're going from your house, your room, into the sukkah. Okay. Pesach has sukkah, tzarech mezuzah, mishum chedroi. So now, the Pesach or the mezuzah, enters of the mezuzah requires a mezuzah because it's your it's your house room. I, I, I do want to point out, it's not so, if you take a look closely, take a look closely over here, you see the mezuzah in this picture is on the right side going into the sukkah. There is a machlaikis, I believe, if that is correct exactly. Because are you, are you putting the mezuzah there for the sukkah? Or are you putting it for the house? So this, this happens on a regular basis. Not going to go into Hilchus Mezuzah. I recommend you speak to Rabbi Gross about that. But generally speaking, if you have a, a doorway, everybody has these situations. Your doorway to your to your kitchen, to your dining room, yeah. right? Wh- which would you put on the right side or left side? If you have a backyard door, yes, do you put the mezuzah on the right side or the left side? Yeah. So the general answer to that is, well, which is the one which is more frequently used? So, so based on that understanding, the mezuzah should really be in the picture on the other side. But, but there's a whole discussion amongst the Achreinim on that topic. Okay? So he says like this further. You're going from your house or your bedroom or whatever is the room, the dining room, to your sukkah. Then the entrance to the sukkah requires a mezuzah. Now, that's the second picture. You're going from the sukkah to your room. And the cases where the entrance is from the entrance to the sukkah, in that case, you're obligated to put an entrance to the, the sukkah. Now look at what he's referring to. Okay? You see, this is your sukkah here. Here's your sukkah. Look at the picture, okay? Here's your sukkah. Look at this. The entrance to the sukkah. There's a mezuzah on that in the picture. That purple. That's the mezuzah. You see that line there as well? Am I covering it up with my finger? Right? That's that's a mezuzah. What he's saying is that you need a a mezuzah on your front door of the sukkah. Let's read the words. In order to get into the sukkah, in order to get into the house, rather, you have to go through the sukkah. So you're putting mezuzah on the front door of the sukkah. Now, 
we're talking about the one that's open to the Shusar Rabbim, the Havi Kibayu Shani, because it's like a second house. It's like a second house. It's like a second house. No, it's like it's like a second house. Oh. A house you have to put it you on. You have to put it on, but if it's um, you got some house to. Because okay. the, the, the other entrance, right? right. I'm sorry. What did you say? You need one at the entrance of the house too. You need two. In that case, you need two mezuzas. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's continue about sleeping during shear. Oh, she's just kidding. Okay, sleeping in the sukkah. Okay. Making sure you're not sleeping. Okay. Sleeping in a sukkah. You have to sleep in the airspace of the sukkah. And therefore, one who sleeps underneath a bed in the sukkah. It's the first mission in sukkah. If it's if it's if you're in regards to the rules, if you're sleeping underneath a bed or anything that is ten tefachim high, so you're not sleeping in the sukkah. You're not sleeping in the sukkah. Says the Mishra Sif Kodan Aleph, Sarich Leishev Hikdim Bezek De Leida Hatam Biyoshin Tachasamita Deloyotza. The Mishra's explained the Mechaber gave an introduction. It's really the Ramah that he says. These four words, Tzarech, Leishev, Ba'aver, Sukkah. You have to sit, sleep in the airspace of the Sukkah. Then he continues, if one sleeps in the Sukkah, he has not fulfilled his obligation. Hikdim Bezek, they laid the Hatam. He explained what's the reason why one that sleeps underneath a bed, he's not Yotze. He's not fulfilling his obligation. She'enoi Yoshein B'Tzel HaSukkah, because he's not sleeping in the Tzel HaSukkah, El B'Tzel Oyel, but rather in the cell in the tent of the Oyel. Sifkad and Beis, Hayashen, the Ikka Yeshiva Sasuk, listen to this. Who Achila Shtia Vishena. This, by the way, is not so well known by everyone that sleeping in a sukkah is the same or even more of a responsibility, just like eating and drinking. Living there now, living. if there are reasons why a person cannot sleep in the sukkah, and he has to discuss it. But the first thing we have to understand, the starting point to know, is the responsibility does exist. That's number one. If there could be an exception to the rule, for example, we we have a, if Mashiach is not here Sunday morning, or Mitzvah Shabbos, which, right, so we'll be fasting. Now, if a person has a medical condition, then he better not be fasting if the Rav and the doctor tell him not to. He's not allowed to fast. But the first starting point is, you have to fast, if there's an exception. So the starting point here also is, just like we have to eat in the sukkah. Just like we have to drink in the sukkah. We have to sleep in the sukkah. That's part of the halacha here. But if it's ten tfachim high and you sleep underneath it, or it's aj tachti samita gavoya star tfachim. Now, yidei shiyesh tachti samita avir asar tfachim chashiv k'ayil omasik bin sukkah. So the same way we just finished discussing in the previous simin, that a halachas of an ayahel, of a tent, we carry over the same conversation to the next simon in Tafresh Chav Zayin. And that is as follows, that if a person is sleeping in a tent, he's not sleeping in a sukkah. Now, how do you define a tent? What are the halachic parameters, the measurements of the tent? And that is, if it's ten fachal high, then you are sleeping now in the tent. 
hundred percent. A bunk bed would be a problem that you, if it, you know. However, if the bunk bed is less than ten fachim high, then it should not be a problem. Okay, um, okay, fine. Because now we're saying it has to be ten fachim, right? To be a problem. Even if the the walls of the bed are very narrow. And it's only the thickness is only a tefach. Nonetheless, it's still called an oil because the height is ten fachim. Let's see a little further here in Sif Beis. A yoshin tachas a kilo, but sukkah. Person who sleeps underneath a canopy now in the sukkah. Im eina gavoy asar tefachim or yishe eina gag rochav tefach is yotza. Okay, so he says. If you're sleeping in this canopy that is not ten fachim high, or it doesn't have a roof which is the width of a tefach, then, then it would not be a problem. Here is our picture of a person sleeping underneath a a bed, and then you have a measuring uh, ruler. Ten fachim. Here you have a person sleeping underneath the, 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 the not a tent, a canopy. Okay, let's, let's let's wait for the translations here. Okay, is a canopy. Okay, so if the rooftop of this canopy is less than a tefach, that's what I'm pointing to the top of it, is less than a tefach. Okay, so one second, please. Okay, then you are not sleeping in the canopy. Then you're sleeping in underneath the schach. So even though you're not seeing it? One no, second. Ah, okay, fine. Okay. So, if you're sleeping underneath, like let's say you want to protect yourself from the bugs for whatever reason. So you sleep on something like this and you pull down the sides. If the rooftop is not a tefach wide, it's totally fine. It's not a problem to sleep underneath that. So you could put like this like mesh um, uh, a net around you, and it has this uh, this tefach, less less than a tefach. Im it's not ten tefachim high. gag tefach. Then yotzel, you're still sleeping in the sukkah. Let's take a look over here. Sifkot and aleph tzarech leishe. We saw that already. We're in sifkot and dalad rather. Tachas akila. You're underneath the the kila, the canopy. Hain sedinim haprusim sevivois. He's explained to us the the picture we just saw. There's it's a sheet which is spread out over the mita over the bed. Al arba kundesin on four poles. Vahamita beemsa and the bed is in the middle. Im eina gevoya saratvachim. If it's not ten tefachim, I eina choshef oil with neatzim. It's not considered to be a tent by itself. Vahasaratvachim moededin miara and the ten tefachim you count it from the ground. Afapish eina saratvachim in hamita lemaila. So here's a very important point. Where do you start measuring from? From the bed or from the ground? So he says you start measuring from the ground. Okay, from the ground. But from the ground, even though even though you don't tend fachim from the bed to the top of this canopy. Let's stop here by Sifkot and Vav, and it's a shem. On Monday, which we continue with Seder on Monday, 
We'll continue with Sivkat and Vav, and um, 